coming weekend. So, welcome to the return of the disc golf show with Brian and Sevon. On today's show, we'll be talking about the United States Disc Golf Championships, which Brian will be in attendance for uh, in the, uh, this week. Brian, welcome back to the show. Tell us about your favorite sport that draws <laughs> billions of viewers to the internet on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, billions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, going to uh, South Carolina this weekend with my brother to watch. Actually, I think I'm going to meet up with Ezra Aderholt, who we uh, interviewed a couple months ago. That's cool. I tried to get that other guy on who won the um... Simon. No, you sent me. I didn't. I'd never heard of his name before, but you told me uh, he won the national championships or something. I tried to get him on. Oh, Isaac Robinson. Is that who it is? Okay, yeah. He didn't World have very many followers. Yeah. No, he picked up a lot more that week though. Look at I'm tripping on how my skin looks. Look, I'm gonna click touch touch up my appearance. Look at I just put a filter on. Can you tell the difference? Oh yeah, my wrinkles in my forehead go away. And then you do that for me. And then I you <laughs> could you could do it. Oh, I wonder if I can do that for you. Hey, um, uh welcome. Uh where are you? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, I think that's where Cobra Rhodes lives. Who? Cobra Rhodes, uh, actor, uh, arm wrestler, uh, renaissance man, friend of mine, Cobra. Cobra. Have you had him on the show? I, I, I think I've sent him. His name's Cobra. Like, you got to get him on the show. I know. I, I think maybe I've sent him a link and he's popped in before. But so I, yes. I, yeah, I, I can't remember. Uh, B friend, uh, Brian friend, um, uh, do, do you live by. Toka Falls. Do you know where that is? No, do you? No, I, I, I feel like you might be pranking me. Okay, it's possible. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm going to put it into the map here really quick. Are you in Indiana? Masters Fitness Championship just ended tonight. Oh, you were at that? The um, uh, It's for the Masters Fitness Collective. Last year was called Masters Fitness Collective. This year it's called Masters Fitness Championship. And but it's put on by the people. What's the name of the organization that puts it on? Masters Fitness Championship, I think, or oh, at oh, least oh, Masters right, Fitness. All right, fine, fine, fine. Okay, Toka Falls is here. Uh, there's Madison. Uh, it's that red dot. It's in um, Georgia. Oh I, well, I live in Charlotte, which you can see over there on the right side. I'm going there tomorrow for the first time since August 15th. Where's Charlotte? Like northeast of where the red is, a little further right than that. Is Spartanburg? Is that where Crash Crucible is? Yeah, and Rock Hill to the right of that is where the U.S. Disc Golf Championship is. Oh, there's Charlotte. I see it. Okay. Oh shit. Okay. God, how stoked are you that it's right in your hood? So we'll be, my brother will come down. He'll stay with me, and we'll just drive back and forth every day. It's like forty minutes. How it's far a, is it's at uh, Winthrop University? Spartanburg's about ninety minutes, and then there's Greenville over there. So Spartanburg's ninety minutes from Charlotte. So Taylor and Jr. ninety minutes apart. Yes. Okay. Oh shit. I for some reason I thought they were a little bit closer, but that makes sense that that they're further apart. That explains some things. Uh, Audrey Brian, my sweetest angel. Yeah, but you didn't make the bed last night, Audrey. Yeah, Audrey, what are you doing? You left in a hurry. Or this morning, I guess it would have been. What's, what's going? Uh, Farm Fit Eighth. Hey, what's up? How are you? Eighth, eighth is better than ninth, I guess. Or eighth is could be just perfect. My birthday's on the eighth, so thank you. 
Uh, Patrick Clark, uh, even with Rodgers, I don't think they would stand a chance against KC. Okay, sports talk. Okay, before we get into the cross and stuff. So how many years were you born? How many years have you lived in Chicago? Or did you live in Chicago? I lived there from 1987 when I was born until 2005 or six when I uh, went to college. Okay. And then you went back. I, I spent a year there in 2013, excuse me. And then I was there from like 2018-ish until this past May. All right, I guess I moved in end of June. So that gives us 3, 10, and 5. That's 18 years. And then we'll give you 19. And then we'll give you 5 more. That's 24 years. In those 24 years, um, did, you ever walk, did you ever get into the Chicago Bears? That's a national football league, also known as the NFL. That's their uh, local team. They won the Super Bowl two years before I was born in 1985. They went to the Super Bowl. Someone can check me on this in like 2007 or 8. They played against the Indianapolis Colts. They returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and then they got pummeled by Peyton Manning the rest of the game. And they've been relatively worthless every other year. Okay, and and, and that year they won 85-86. I think I remember they had a guy um, named the Refrigerator (laughs) – And then they had another guy named Jim Mc, Jim McMahon or something, John McMahon or John McEnroe. Jim or something McMahon, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim McMahon, yeah. You got it right the first time. So um, now, John McEnroe, one, John McEnroe is their coach. And and do you know anything <laughs> about how they're doing this year? No, they're good. <laughs> uh, not very well. I think they yeah. might have won against Denver today, though. I didn't check. No, I heard they lost in the last minute. Not perfect. So uh, Chicago. I did. Uh, uh, you know, my friend Nico Rono in Denmark. He's a huge football fan. He said that uh, there's a really good quarterback coming out in the draft next year, and the Bears should probably try to just lose every game so they can get the best quarterback they've ever had. Oh, that's interesting. Look at 31-28. There we go. So Denver was 0-3 coming into this, and the Bears were 0-3, and now the Bears are 0-4. Making our way towards that first pick, I guess. Oh, I, actually think, I actually think the goodness. Bears have – I have a draft pick from another shitty team, so they have a chance to have like two early first-round picks next year. But the thing is, in the NFL, you have to have a good offensive line, and I can't remember the last time the Bears had a good offensive line. That usually is the fault of the – or people usually blame the owners for that. So, Well, this guy, um, Tyson Bajan, has been on the show a few times, and uh, you know Travis, his father, and I just hope that um... – he hasn't played yet, but I spent $450 on the YouTube like NFL thing because t- someone said he's going to play today, but he didn't play today. But you should, that should allow you to watch any games throughout the rest of the season, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless unless they're playing locally. If they're playing in California, I, I won't get to see it. It's a blackout. <laughs> well, you can probably get a ticket to that game for less than 450 bucks. Yeah, true. Uh, Ken Walters, I was watching this morning show, and at some point where Haley's being nice and schooling Sevon on his morning coffee, she has the sweetest voice. Sevy, you really punted your coverage. FB Fo- that's reference. That's a fo- fo- football reference. And he really? means you out-punted your coverage. You, you, you skipped the word out. That means you kicked the ball so far that your coverage team couldn't get down the field far enough to tackle the guy, so he was able to find the holes and run it back for a touchdown. But he's basically saying that Haley's a lot better than you. Oh, I shit the bed. That's a sports metaphor. Thank you. That was cool how you explained that. Um, what did something did? Oh, so one of my friends, uh, I posted a picture of myself doing some deadlifts. And one of my friends, uh, who you guys all know, uh, but it shall not be named, uh, told me today that um, I'm like a 51 year old guy trying to uh, behaving like Haley Adams. 
Okay. <clears throat> Just saying. I don't know. Really, I don't really. I mean, either. I, I'm just saying, I saw the word Haley and I thought of it. Wad Zombie, just got to say, Brian has been coming on the show since episode 20. 20. Wow. Is that true? I don't know. I think it might have. I don't know when you started counting the episodes, but I feel like I came on right away when you started back up. Oh, that's awesome. It's wild to think of how much has changed over the past few years and the trajectories you both are on. Love you both. Uh, um, uh, Brian's shit got all cockeyed. He ended up in Europe. You need to bring a hammer, <laughs> straighten his shit out, bring him back to the States, to the South. It was, got all it's, dude, it's, it's wild being over there. I give Pedro a ton of credit for keeping up with as much as he does. It is, it's a, like, I have had an, an ambu- you know, mo- motivation for years to bridge the gap between European and, cro- and uh, North American CrossFit, but being over there for almost three weeks, it's like, <clears throat> it's just, it's different. And it is very difficult to stay, to keep up with everything that's going on on either side. So I've been thinking quite, quite a lot about that since getting back. What do you mean? Like you're over there and you're consumed by the CrossFit scene over there, as opposed to like kind of what's going on here. Yeah. And I, I should say that it, it might not be a, that fair of an assessment because I, you know, I, when you're living somewhere, like you can settle into a routine. I've been living out of a, a bag in hotel rooms and all this stuff, and it's really tough. And some of the places I go, there's like, I don't have any time for myself. I don't have any time to like wind down or to like catch up on the things that have happened that day or that week or whatever. Um, but there's also a big time, you know, big, big time difference. And yeah, there's a, there's a massive CrossFit scene in Europe uh, from community level all the way up to the elite level, just like there's in North America. I think that neither one of them has as full or complete as an understanding or appreciation for the other as they ought to have. And I would like to change that. Well, it is kind of cool that Europe does feel that separation. I, I remember, I can't remember which arm wrestler uh, who told me this, but they said, Hey, you'll go to an arm wrestling tournament. You'll arm wrestle a guy. He'll beat you. And, and you'll think you'll know he's better than you. But then as time goes by, each day goes by, your memory fades, your memory fades of the loss, and you start building up this confidence again that you could beat him. And you've been working and you've been working on new things, and you start to convince yourself you know, that that guy's not better than you. He was just better that day and that you can come back and battle him again. And I bet you there's some of that that goes on with Europe, right? Or, 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 Or just in the CrossFit space, right? I mean, like, a year gives people some time to think, hey, I can beat Laura, right? After, like, the next day, they know they can't. On Monday, they're like, she can still beat us. They don't have but, to wait a year. Oh, why do you say that? Because we got Rogue coming up. We do have Rogue. Before we get to Rogue. Uh, but so, so, so my point being is, is that maybe it's healthy that there is that space there, right? Because it allows the Europeans to think that they can beat up on other people, the Australians and the Americans, and vice versa. That, it's, that, there's, that there's some good, you know... Yeah, I mean, I, we might have talked about it when we talked about Madrid, but, you know, Diona uh, Kosi was the highest finishing European male at the games this year, and he went to Madrid, and, and Lazar beat him. And, so oh. they, and, and they were very aware of that. Like, they're very conscientious of who's the top dog and, and who's getting the best of whom where. Uh, who is better, do you think, right now? Better crossfitter, <sighs> Lazar Jukic or Janikowski? I think... Lazar's been more consistent over the last three years, but the way you worded the question, I would go with Yona Koski. Remember that Yona beat him on five out of the seven tests in, in Madrid. The only reason that Lazar beat him is because on the ones that Lazar beat him on, the, uh, the rest of the field happened to be better than Yona at those things. So he was oh. getting more, more separation on the two event wins that he got. And basically it came down to an execution error of Yona on the clean 
Um, he only hit 142 kilos. He missed 149 and 151. And he said he, those are pretty routine weights for him. So he owned it. But I think that he got him at the games. I think he was overall better than him in Madrid, even though he didn't uh, get the win against him. This is a little unfair, but you knew that I was going to ambush you with shit. That's the way the show goes. Can you remember how I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, along that exact same line about Guy? I had Guy on the show, and I actually thought of this when he was on the show. Um, do you remember how he did at the um, at the semifinals in uh, this year? Yeah, this year. Do you remember how 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 well he did down there in South America? Yeah, he basically to- lost that. He basically lost to those two guys because of the first test. He got 16th, and there were a bunch of guys that that middled him on that. And even though he was better than them on many of the other tests, no one else was doing as well on that because there were a lot more high skill things, which precluded those athletes from having, you know, from getting the po- him a lot, allowing him to get the points back that he needed to overtake them after one bad event. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's exactly the setup I needed. So who were the two guys who made it? It was Kaike Cerveni and who else? Kaylee and Souza. Oh yeah. Kaylee and Souza. Did he make it? Did he even make yeah, it? To yeah, the you game? just passed him. He was 32nd. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Right. Okay. Here we go. Do Hard you to see those green flags? Do you, right. Thank you. That's actually a better way to look at for it. Um, uh, do you think that, um, Guy beats these guys if he was Absolutely. at the games? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Every time. So you think he's a better crossfitter than Kaike and, uh, Kaylin Souza? Yep. Interesting. The, Interesting. The, the, the current format for, Nearly, I don't want to say for everything, but the current format for selecting athletes to the CrossFit Games is not finding the best athletes to go to the CrossFit Games worldwide. And in in some cases, not even within the same region. You can just look at Artur Semenov and Ant Haynes. Artur Semenov did not make the CrossFit Games. He only was able to go because Morteza Sadadkat could not get a visa to come here. That's the guy from Iran? Excuse me. Ant Haynes did not make the CrossFit Games. Right. Stop. Artur Semenov. Look at him. 39th. He yeah. won Asian regional or semifinal easily. Scroll up. Keep scrolling up. Find Ant Haynes. 30th. Didn't he made, made the, the cut. Games. He what? didn't make the games. Right, but he, made, he even made the first cut. He got an invite six days before the games, traveled from China to get there, was jet lagged, and whooped up on Artur Semenov at the games. Yeah. The qualifying events for the CrossFit season are not currently really doing their job, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Um, now that we've fought, fallen down the rabbit hole, you're putting it on the program, um, on the program, the structure of the, the season. Um, let me push back and a little I'm, bit. Why, why can't it just be that? Hey, um, uh, Ant Haynes had a bad day at semifinals, or it falls on Gee. He had a bad event. He, he, because here, let me, let me push a little even further on this. Let me push a little further on this, Brian. They, um, uh, something something that Gee said about that first event. Oh, the depth of field at that semifinals wasn't deep enough to allow Guy to have people to help him. If you Basically, if you look at the points, well, and so then you then 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 where do you put the blame on? Right? Let me let me pull it up. Do, do you get what that. I'm saying here? The top three guys ran away. Guy's with the top three guys, and they ran away. But they only right, take three guys thing, or two the, guys. The thing that Guy is bad at is something that's a low barrier to entry to be good at, which is aerobic capacity over a long time domain. Okay. The things that Guy is really good at are things that's a high barrier to entry. 
extremely proficient with high skill gymnastics and weightlifting. So there's not as many people that can. So the, the second, third, fourth best guys in those things are, there's not a, like a big chance. There might be one random guy who's strong enough if there's a, a big lifting event, but there's not going to be, if there are people that are good enough to do the high skill implements that are required in like, you know, the ring muscle up with a ruck workout or the legless rope climbs and strict handstand pushup workout, et cetera, et cetera then they're going to be good. They're going to be better across the board. There's just not that many of those guys there. That's not that that's not CrossFit's fault at all. That's just that, you know, South America is coming along and there are plenty of good guys on this list. You know, we know who many of those people are and some of them have been pretty good over the years in variety of different competitions. But yeah, if, you know, basically if you're game, Eros, it's like you can't afford to be bad at something that most people are having uh, a low hanging fruit to be good at. And he is right now. Oh, that's on him. So, so I'm I'm trying to figure out if, we, if we're going to dole out the blame a little bit. W- what do you think about three people coming from South America? Well, I, you know what I think about this. I think every every competitive region should be guaranteed one spot, and that there are ways that you can implement a qualifying process within the the given year of the games to distribute those spots based on their performance. And, and then we're not quite there. The idea is there; it's just not implemented properly. We have more. Dave Eubanks has basically said that he's going to make some changes to the way that the strength of field and worldwide rankings are structured from year one to year two. He's alluded to that at the very least, maybe even said it directly. And um, we're waiting to see if that happens. Okay, we need to ask about that. It'd be great. I don't know when the last time there's been any kind of opportunity to ask anyone at CrossFit HQ publicly about those things. Uh, did um, That guy, um, uh, uh, Wexy, uh, had Don on, and he did have I'm some not games- talk about him. Okay. I want to, you know, we were doing the press conferences, right? We were having uh, Justin Berg and Adrian Bosman available during different parts of the season. I don't, I don't know if they have any plans to do any of that during the off season. Yeah. Get us, bring, bring us uh, Dave and uh, uh, bring out Dave and Adrian to the court. <clears throat> we have some questions. Or, or if they don't want to answer the questions, at least, you know, they could, um, they could give us some information, say, hey, yeah, well, you know, we remember that we did say these things and uh, we're not going to do that. Justin Berg's not here anymore. Or they could say, hey, we did say that we were going to do these things and we are. And we have some announcements coming in October and November and we're excited for them. You guys can be on the lookout for those. Uh, Brian's beard is back. I cannot pay attention. Uh, Tommy Rodriguez, 499. Brian, great meeting you. Thanks for kicking my ass in the crossover workout. Luckily came back after that one and finished up in fourth. Were you in competition against this guy? <laughs> I was standing with Bobby Pet- Petrus, who uh, helps put on and, and or- owns and organizes this event. And I just mentioned to him yesterday that I was in like in the mood to work out. And he's like, oh, perfect. I'll get you in a heat. What, do, what workout do you want to do? And I was like, oh, the only one I could even like, be competitive with these guys in is this crossover double under and ski or workout. And he's like, okay. I'm like, no, no, no. It's their competition. It's all good. He's like, no, I'm getting you in a heat. He goes, okay, you're in a 45 to 49 elite heat with Jason Grubb and all the other guys. Let's see if you wow. can take it out. <laughs> Is there a video of that somewhere? Yeah, it's on my YouTube, the whole thing. Will Plummer filmed it. Wow. Not YouTube, wow. Instagram. Sorry. Uh, we'll be back in a second, Gee. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see this. Hey, was that was that uh was that um unsettling? Well, I'm I'm good at the crossovers. It? Uh, it's the one on the top right. That's a live stream of a different event. This is crazy. 
We want to check in. Oh, I can't even. I can't even forward it. Um, was this was this nerve wracking? No, not really, because it was a thousand meter ski for time. Every minute you had to do twenty crossover single unders. I'm pretty good at those, and you just rip on the skier again. It's gonna be like five six minutes, and you're done. And 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 how old are you? You're 35, 34, 32? I'm thirty six. So they were all at least nine, up to potentially fourteen years older than me. <clears throat> and did did any of them complain like, hey, this is bullshit? No, they were super nice. I was, I, uh, as you see there, what did I say? Thank you, gents. Like they were very kind and, um, they thought it was cool. I, wow. Oh, there's Tommy. Tommy. Right there. Yeah. So I ended up taking fifth and, uh, Jason got second in that one and he beat me by 10 seconds. Wow. Crazy. Is this, is this the first time you've ever done anything like this? Um, yeah, probably. Those guys are good, man. They're way, way, way stronger than me. That, like I said, that's the one test that I could kind of have a chance to do. Uh, I can't believe how much how much younger Tommy looks than this guy in the yellow. The guy in the yellow, <laughs> look look how young Tommy looks. Just eth ethnic skin. Jeez, look at that guy. That guy looks like he's from a Clint Eastwood movie. Who is that? Do you know his name? Uh, I, t I think I did talk to him this weekend. I can't quite, I can't remember all their names. There were so many, there were 40 divisions there. Dude, what a crazy journey you're on. I had some guy there. Uh, I had some guy from that, uh, event come on the show like last minute, just like at six in the morning. I, we were texting. Do you don't know who it was? Jamie, Jamie. Cause I remember I thought it was, I was going to be a woman and, and a dude popped on and I'm like, dude, are you Jamie? He said, yep. <laughs> I think Jamie, Tammy, Wait, like, Jamie, Tammy, Jamie Latimer. No, maybe it, not. Jamie. It was a male or female. It was a male and it was event organizer. And he had a girl's name or, or androgynous name, or I don't know what the word is. Non-binary name, whatever. His name could be for a boy or a vagina or penis either. I don't know what words to use anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. It's off. <laughs> Uh, who are the, who are the event organizers? Um, Jessica, Jessica Ortiz, Ron Ortiz's wife took a lot of the lead this year. And okay. Year not she, her. And, uh, yeah. Bobby she was 41, had two kids and didn't look like he was 41. Jamie, Jamie, Jamie free. Thank you. Jamie. Oh. Jamie Latimer says Jamie free. Yeah, there we go. Look at all these old people. know. Judy knows. Judy. Judy, 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 Judy. Tomorrow's a big day for Judy. Okay. Well, congratulations for a big, big day. Big day for Judy tomorrow. Um. Okay. So, um. Uh. Let's let's put a what do they say in the business? Let's put a uh. Let's wrap up the gee thing. Um. How bad of a mistake is that then? Aunt Haynes is there. Um, he does better than Archer Semenov. He's a last I mean, minute call. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a mistake. I just I do think that it's something that's worth asking. And I kind of say that you know, um, with uh, you know, in, keeping in mind some of the other things that I've said just throughout the year about the progression of the season is that there you know I think that there could stand to be a little bit more thought about what is. We understand that, the, that at the community level what the Open is, but it's also a qualifying stage to the second part of the season. And the quarters is a qualifying to the semis, semis to the games. And I, I didn't see some of the, the natural progression or linear programming that would make sense 
if that's what those things are also in addition to you know whatever the open exists for i wonder if when they uh, i was gonna say i wonder if when they program it they know it'll be a hiccup for gee but i doubt it i wonder if he knew i've and you know i've spoken to to programmers and people who you know think about this quite a lot and some people say like, if i if i were doing that i would program the games first or at least a, a significant degree and i would work backwards from there so i would know that hey by the time that the, that the games comes around i want to make sure that the best athletes in the world next year are being tested and uh, based on what happened this year i think we need to increase the weights here back off on the weights here we need to increase the difficulty of the handstand or we need we want to go backwards to a, a less difficult version of it and have some of those pieces in mind when i when I programmed competitions at the gym I was coaching in Chicago, I usually would write the programming for the next competition the week after the competition just happened. And then over the course of the next six months or 12 months, within the programming that I was doing with the owner of the gym, we would start targeting some areas that we thought the athletes needed or didn't need based on what was exposed in the program. So, you know, in, in theory, they could do that too. But from And I've never been involved in or, or in, you know heard anything intimately about how the programming works. Well, that's not entirely true. It sounds to me like from what I have heard that they program for the open and then the quarters and then the semis and then the games. And so I'm kind of throwing the thought out there that what if you started with the games and worked backwards and then that progression would probably make a lot more sense. Um, uh, to gi or not to gi. The thing is, is when there is, is a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu thing. Uh, no, I just saw Bernie to gi or not to gi. I think it's um, uh, Shakespeare. Um, uh, Brian. I'm I'm waiting for you in my towel. Jeez Louise. <laughs> How am I supposed to concentrate here? Uh yes, Judy. Yes. Tomorrow. 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 Tomorrow's big day. Big day. Um the thing is the Aunt Haynes and Seminoff thing, no, because they're not big names. Um maybe they wouldn't get attention. But it, it is it is a bummer for the fans. Gee is extremely popular, hugely successful uh, YouTube station. It was it just sucks because, it, um, you you know like those TV shows. I don't know if they still do this in the, anymore, but in the eighties and nineties there'd be a TV show and there'd be like a character, and then that character wouldn't be able to sign the contract, so they swap the character out, and then there'd be like a new dad on the show. You know what I mean? Like you're watching Leave It to Beaver, and then just the dad's different, and you're I like, I know what would be great. Yeah, what if Gee? showed up in an off-season competition yeah he got invited to one which one he lost the invite and so he lost the spot he got invited to rogue nope where crash crucible nope waterpalooza international oh madrid bigger dubai what do you mean he lost the invite I don't know. When is Dubai? Isn't is it still coming up? Yeah, December. I'll be there doing the commentary again. So it's uh, December seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, something like that. But he he sounded. Uh, Patrick says he talked about it. Sevan, yeah, but he didn't say that he wasn't going. I thought he said he made it sound like he might be going. He's not going. Nope. At least not that I've seen. Patrick, Patrick, <laughs> what did he say on the podcast? Tell me what he said on the podcast. There's something stuck in the carpet down here. Is that a new shirt? No, it's old. Oh, you see the guy wearing the CEO shirt today? He made the podium. He got third. 
No shit. Who is that? He was in the, um, one of the men's RX divisions. There was Elite and RX. Oh, so yeah. That. He said he was having visa issues. I remember there was a whole talk on visa. Didn't he say God was going to fix that for him? <laughs> yeah, the visa things are real. That's a, that, that is a real thing. He needed his green card. Yeah, he had a visa. Did he throw it away on accident? No, they wouldn't. You can't send shit by mail from fucking Dubai to Brazil. The world's not that advanced. He has his visa but needed his green card. Hey, you think if he showed up in Dubai, they're not going to uh, – at, at the Dubai, whatever they call it, thing, fitness championship, they wouldn't let him compete? Of course they'd let him compete. They got 30 spots. They sent out 30 invites. They got 30 people who said yes. They can fix that. They can. They can. They can wiggle him in. <laughs> Prince shit. Um. Okay. Where? Uh, where are we? Uh. So. So. I'd love, I would love to see him there. I mean, I want to. I, you know, I still think he's one of the best twenty, thirty guys in the world. I want to see him compete. You. You went to Mayhem. Yeah, as part of Power Monkey Camp. Um. And. Uh, did you? Uh, did you see Rich? Rich was uh, out hunting elk at that time. Is this at Mayhem right here? No, that's at the Flip Fest in Crossville, Tennessee, where the rest of Power Monkey Camp happens. Is, is that Durante's um, joint? Is that like he has a Power Monkey facility? No, no. They just use this place. It's pretty well equipped for what they want to do there. Is it a CrossFit gym? No, it's actually uh, it's like a place for you, you can host like camps and retreats there. There's a bunch of different cabins. There's some big gyms. It's a gymnastics like that's a it's a big gymnastics facility. Um, there's some ninja climbing stuff over there. There's a ropes course. There's a lake. Um, it's pretty versatile. I don't mean to be a dick, but they could get a cease and desist for that. For what? That exfit. What are you talking about? You just can't do that. I don't care. I mean, I'm glad they did it, but maybe that, someone, someone. That's a that's a company. I don't know. I know, but it, but it, but I mean, it, it's. A, do you think that this company was around before or after CrossFit? I have no idea. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not harsh in their gig. I'm just saying. Jeez, look at look at this guy's hand. Dude, on there's a guy. Dude. What did you look think this. about the cease and desist they sent to the CrossFit, the Daily CrossFit Tip guy in Australia? Oh, for because he because it's called CrossFit. Yeah, my Instagram is Brian Friend Crossfit. Am I gonna get a cease and desist for that? Yeah, if you get big enough. Uh huh. I mean, we're so he's. Did you see the way he pushed on his head right there? Isaiah's wow. a good dude. What did he say about your endurance? Well, nothing. But I did. I did. I got the, all the data back, and uh, I'm very grateful to have a relationship with Chris Hinshaw, and he could uh, tell me what the numbers actually meant. Yeah. What well, is he gonna tell you? Good shit. Are you fit? Uh, yes and no. My VO2 max was in the superior range, but my lactate and aerobic thresholds are not. <laughs> what does that mean? So your recoveries, you can run a long uh, distance, but you can't do it twice. Your recoveries ass. I have a very high potential for that kind of thing, but I haven't, I've and actually intentionally have not been training, um, long aerobic pieces for the last couple of years in an effort to gain weight and get stronger. And I had an intention of changing that around the same time that everything uh, changed in my life this year, I was going to get back into a little bit more long distance running, rowing this summer. Um, but I've been traveling so much that 
you know, training has been what I, what it can be. And I'm not unhappy about it, but I wasn't surprised with the results. And if anything, it kind of uh, affirmed what I had suspected. That's something you can fix. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or if not fix, uh, increase, make better, but you can't, can, you can't make your VO two max better. Can you, can you make that better? Yep. yep uh, yeah, definitely could. I talked with Chris Hinshaw and he basically said, uh, more or less, if you do these things for 12 months, all of those things will improve and uh, your VO2 max can go up by a substantial amount. Mine, personally, um, maybe not everyone's. Is it is it too personal to ask what your VO2 is? <clears throat> it's funny. Like Chris doesn't recommend people sharing that, but no, I don't mind. It was a 50.5. For my age range, 49.5 and above is considered, quote unquote, superior. VO2 max, good. Uh Excellent for 30 to 39 is 42.5. Oh, it's but you want a low number. No, high. Oh. Um, you do want a high number? Oh, okay. Oh, damn, you do have some good, you do have a good VO2, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I think it could be, I think it could be much better. I mean, I, it's a, there's a certain, there's definitely a certain genetic component to it. My parents were both like long distance athletes. My mom was a swimmer, my dad was a runner. And I've always been good at that stuff. Was the test hard? I actually enjoyed it. I mean, it gets hard at the end, but I I, I liked it. I, I felt like I was limited just as much by the machine, and just not being super familiar at high speeds on that machine as I was by anything else. But the what, what the test is measuring is something that's happening internal. So even though I felt like I could have maintained the pace that I was running at in the last interval for longer, my body was no longer doing what it needed to do. So the VO2 is basically... <laughs> maxed up hey this is the dude the zachary yeah. kadatz yeah so he changed it to daily training tip which is fine i mean he's still going to get the message across for me it's a loss for crossfit because every what's single his, day he's putting what's out his, a daily crossfit tip but they you know they obviously don't like that uh, what, what should i look up daily training tip as it says there in the left in his image and, and oh it pops up right away and uh, I wonder what they would have done to him. I wonder what they would have done to him if he didn't um, pull it down. What do they do? They contact Instagram and... You should have him on. He's an interesting guy. CrossFit Level 3. You know him? Yeah, he's actually invited me to provide some uh, tips on there before. I didn't take him up on it, but I don't know why I didn't. Has his shit gotten bitter towards CrossFit since they ass-pounded him? No, because he still he still believes in everything that it's about. So he's just going to continue pushing forward. Look, he's almost up to fifty thousand followers, and all of those followers were seeing CrossFit every single day pop up on their feed, and now they're not. Yeah, and oh, that's a good point. And hey, and you, and you know what else? He put, these are probably real followers. Like these are like like you don't follow this to like stare at this dude's ass. Like this this is like legit shit. I want to hear what I want to hear his voice. Does he have? A, does he talk like a foreigner? Is he English? He's Australian. Oh, I think I've seen. It's not a good choice of video. He talks yeah. to most of them. Okay. I think I'm when I hear him talk, I'm gonna know who it is. Son of a bitch. Kadats. Is that his name? Kadats. Just criming you, dude. Talk. Oh shit. That's him. And then that's him. Juice. Juice. 
Wow. He's pretty fit. Yeah, he even had big arms as a beer drinker. Did you see that? You recognize dude, this his voice, yeah? No, he, this dude doesn't talk. Oh, let, look, this one says, let's talk. Okay, fine. Let's talk training gear. I've got a few of the things that I use most often down in front of me. We're going to talk about the stuff that you need for your training. And the answer to that question really quick is, realistically, none of it. We could train barefoot and completely oh, I like naked. Him. I like that's a good response, right? What do you need? And eh, none of it. Train that barefoot and fully naked. He's basically living in your backyard. Yeah, fucking love this dude. Yeah, I, I follow him. I'll tell. Uh, I'll ask Susa to have him on, see if we can get him on. That'd be cool. Cadets. Hey, Zachary, sorry, dude, that you got whatever. I guess it's their loss. Do you get to say that to them? Yeah, that is that is their loss. Oh, they were cool about it, uh, though they gave me no option. Uh, we can um, have you kicked off of Instagram, or you can take the word CrossFit out. Here's the thing. Here's what they'll say if I ask him. If I go over there, if I call Marshall, and I'm like, hey, Marshall, what the fuck? Why are you being a douche? He's going to be like, well, it sets precedence. We don't really want to take it away. You know what I mean? They're going to say it sets precedence. Once we know, we know. And, and then if they do a, uh, uh, they, what's that called? A discovery on us and they look at our emails and they saw that we knew three years ago and we didn't do anything, then that just makes it more difficult to protect the trademark. God, I, I should be the fucking CEO. Sorry. So we could co-CEO. Sorry, Don. Co. Co. Be the ho-CEO. You going to make a new shirt? Co-CEO? <laughs> Maybe. CEO-CEO? I've come, I've come to terms with Don. I'm going to... I asked. I just sent Don a text today, asking if he'll come back on the show. Well, see what happens. See what happens. Um. Uh. 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 This. Okay. I'm tripping on mayhem. I'm tripping on mayhem. What's going on over here? So this is what I think is going on at mayhem. I think. Uh, I think Rich is about to go through. I think something's happening. I think that he wants to go more into the hunting space. And then look at this. The heart of mayhem. Have you seen this thing? Nope. Honestly, it's been so difficult for me to consume anything uh, on this trip. They're making a movie. The Heart of Mayhem is not your typical CrossFit documentary. We all love to watch our favorite elite athletes showing off their superhero capabilities. This is... This is about this is gonna be like some dude who's like Oh dude, I was supposed to talk to them about this when I was there. They sent me a DM about this actually. And I was like, Hey, I'm gonna be there on Wednesday. And then I, I they said I said, Can we talk when I'm there? And then I never I, I, I messaged him. I was like, I'm here, who should I talk to? And I didn't get uh, get a chance to talk to him. Yeah, this is gonna be like his wife died or he was addicted to heroin, or this is like like they're they're shifting gears here. I don't remember I mean, I know that they I don't do know the if shifting gears, or they're just like continuing to push out into different realms. Okay, well, let's. Talk. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious because I just, I'm seeing hunt. Look at deep sea fishing. Starting. This guy's got some bow and arrow shit. Oh, the, yeah, he's got a bow and arrow guy on the podcast. He's um. Bill Grummer's been shooting bow and arrows in his metcons. <laughs> <laughs> like his shoe metcon shoes grundler wears metcon shoes oh, in the middle of his workouts he does he'll oh do like, oh like five rounds oh. per time three power cleans at 255 six bar muscle up shoot nine arrows 
repeat. Where did you see that? You saw that on his Instagram? It's all over his Instagram. Yeah, he's he's loving like the focus and discipline and trying to steady himself under a heart rate, and he looks like a freaking savage doing it. Uh, let me see this because uh, I, from when you said Metcon shoes, I got a little concerned because I, I had no respect for those skinny ass shoes. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Let's see what's going on here with the grammar. You know, I like to be very particular with words. The Metcon is the metabolic conditioning component of your workout. The workout of the day would be the totality of everything that you're doing, I, I think. He's lean. <clears throat> I didn't realize he was still so lean. Making the shots count, I have to get the 15 shots at 20 yards within three minutes and be able to retrieve them and get back into the next round. Wow. And look at that bow. That's like a real bow. That like something like Robin Hood would use. That's not like one of those fancy ones that the hunter dudes are using. He's got a couple of daughters, so he's just letting any of the guys know. Hey. Fuck around. around here. <laughs> yeah, fuck around and find out. Okay, so you didn't notice any um any like uh, any, any anything weird at Mayhem? Like all of a sudden it's turned into CrossFit. Um, Man, I haven't uh, seen Bill in a while. I'd like to see him. No, I, I, a lot of the same people that I know were there. I mean, it was different purpose for being there than uh, the last time I was there, but um, it seemed like they were just carrying on with, and they have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of members there. Like that's still an integral part of what they're doing, even if they are pushing into some of these other interests. All right. I was just with Dylan too. He was here at Masters Fitness Collective. He was. What was he doing there? Championship, excuse me. He was a uh, MCing. He, he does that last still? year as well. Yeah. Oh shit! How does that quite guy a have few time? events to MC. How does he have time to do that? <clears throat> he likes it. Okay. Look, I only had you on for one reason. Done pussyfooting. Uh, done pussyfooting around. Uh, Johnny, uh, I thought that was Sevon with the dyed beard. Thank you. My body's such a fucking mess compared to that. Jeez Louise. No, but you're look, so good. We're very good at throwing. I look, thank you. I, yeah, I, incredible I look, accuracy from 23 steps with no warm up. I, thank you. I, I should have played professional baseball. I, I, I look like, I honestly look like a fucking muffin. I, I like that top, that word muffin top. That is exactly what I look like. And I'm so close. I'm like one meal away from having like legit tits that like I could start only fans. But what whatever. I thought you were, were you not doing Mine, and all sorts. And, and, I'm, and I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying. Just you spend too much time in that chair. Yeah. No, I'm out of this chair by 9 a.m. Back there at 9 p.m. Thank you, Bernie. How dare Brian? 23 paces, Brian. I love that picture. Thank you, Bernie. Okay, here we go. I'll start broad. If you start fucking avoiding answering the question, I have to pin you down. Are we going back to disco? And I'm not talking <laughs> about the way you pinned Audrey down. Um, how do you feel about Tia Toomey showing up to Rogue? Can I pull up a list? Is there a place we can pull up the list and see the rogue competitors? Barbell Spins Instagram is the best place for that. Okay. And it would be great to pull it up from there. Okay. Uh, I have several feelings about that. You know, I will just say this in general. You know, when I think we've probably talked about this at some point in the past, what women are have proven themselves to be capable of doing coming back from pregnancy is, is ridiculously impressive and insane right. to me. 
There's a woman that's that just had twins nine months ago. I talked to her today. She's competing at Crash Crucible in two weeks. She had twins nine months ago? Yeah. She's competing yeah, at Crash Crucible in two weeks. She's a master's athlete. Um, her husband was competing here this week, which is pretty cool. Also, he usually supports her. She was supporting him. <clears throat> so my first thought is more just about like safety. By the way, this is – oh, and T is the 20th, right, down here? Yeah, like – what like I don't, I don't actually know, and I've always, and I've always wondered this from people in the gym that are coming back from pregnancy, all the way up to Annie and Kara and these other women that are you know competing after pregnancy. Like I don't know really, really, and we might not know what is actually like a safe time frame for women to reintegrate into training and at what degree, level, weights, dynamic movements, whatever. And the answer is probably not uniform for everyone. You know, some people have some of that. Uh, what's it called when you have the separation of the stomach? Diastas, diast, diastasis, diastasis, Yeah, some people have like uh, some people lose kind of uh, the pelvic floor a little bit, and then it takes a long time to get back certain things. Assuming that all of those things are are fine for her, then I think you know there's no problem with her accepting the invite at all. This is a rogue invitational; they can invite whoever the hell they want. So I don't have any issue with it. But, but okay, and what do you think? Um, what do you think? What do you think Laura's thinking about Tia being there? Not probably not too much. Oh come on, come on! She's thinking something. I think she's like I, she'll say. I mean, if I'm Laura, I'm thinking. Well, I'm the defending champion, and uh, I mean, I mean, I think Laura's the fittest she's ever been right now, and Tia's probably. I wouldn't say the least fit, but like the most vulnerable that she's been ever since she first won in 2017. And this might be the best chance that Laura has ever had to beat her. If Laura wins rogue, we will see her, the manifestation of what, of her excitement. Do do you know what I mean? Like, if she wins Rogue, we're going to see it and be like, oh, this really was a big deal to her. I'm telling you, dude, this is crazy pressure on her. I don't care what she says. Pressure on Laura? Yeah. Do you think there's any pressure on Tia? I, I, I don't know. I don't I, – I don't, I don't, I, um, she could spit well, – she's been gone a year. Who, who knows how much she worked on herself and how she's spinning things, right? I mean, she can really come in with like, hey, I'm just fucking, I just want to see what I have to work on for the games. That's the way Shane's making it sound in some interviews he's done. Hey, this is just to see what she's, what she, what we need to work on. Uh, have you ever talked to Tia? No, not really. Like, like 25 conversations. That's not how she operates. 25 conversations with a total of 17 words between them all. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not that's not how she's wired. She's okay. not wired. To, okay. She's like uh, I've told you that story about the first hey, time I met Haley Adams. I, I believe you. Tia yes, I believe it. Okay. Tia is showing up there with one objective and one mission in mind, and that's okay. To, let's uh, come back to her pressure then. I'm totally want to talk about the pressure she's feeling, but I think like like um you know like when you see a fight and uh, a boxing match or UFC match and, and a fighter wins who you didn't know if they were going to win or not, and they don't know if they're going to win or not. And then they win and they start crying. Like they can't even believe it. They showed up. Can I just play a little, say something real quick? Yeah. You know the movie Warrior? That's the UFC movie? I didn't see it. I tried to watch it a few times. <sighs> I haven't seen it. You couldn't get through it or what? No, no, I couldn't get through it. Is it good? It's like, it's got to be one of my top 10 favorite movies. I used to watch it before college soccer games to like pump me up. I would just watched the last hour, but I watched it on the 
plane rides I took on um, whatever day that was to get over here. And, and man, I still love it. It's really good. Anyway. Uh, um, like this is going to mean a lot to Laura. Like this is going to mean as much, if she this is going to if she beats Tia this will mean as much to her as the CrossFit Games more I think pull up that list any single person on that list if they win if they win this it's going to mean the world to them I mean this is a, I, a massive competition and it's a huge thing to win and for a, anyone on there that wins that's not Tia they can add their list to the name of two people that have beaten her to competition this big in the history of Tia's career I I agree um, but there is this. There is Oh man. I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Everyone knows that the circumstances that led up to the games this year opened the door for a new winner. Meaning 100%. Tia had a baby. If Tia wouldn't have caught in the baby batter from Shane, she would have gone to the games this year and won. I, I don't want to take anything away from Laura, but but I did. And um, no, you, no, you uh, didn't. Okay, because there's nothing. That's all of those things are out of her control. So Laura, if she if she can beat if she can beat Tia here, she gets a double victory. It really is like. She it, it, take, I mean, it, the, the mental aspect of this sport is tough. Like, she can take that any way she wants. She can say, let's say she wins. And and uh, let's say Tia finishes second. She's like, oh, I finally did it. I finally beat her. Or she could be like, yeah, but she had a baby five months ago. Like, fuck, what's going to happen at the games next year? She could still have that mentality. There what will be Tia, still a little bit of that. There will be a little bit of that. But th that. But if she what loses, if dude. Finishes fifth? Yeah. Then does, it, it, then does it dampen that? Well, I beat her with sort of four other girls. No, no. But – if Tia, here's the thing, the really good distinction point you brought up. If Tia beats her, though, you're right. If Tia beats her, it's like, fuck. Tia won even, she just had a fucking baby. <laughs> fuck. Who's going to beat this girl? Jesus Christ. Okay, want, I'll come want, back to that. Do you want the preview of my predictions for Rogue? I would love it. Do you it. want to wait until the week before? Let, just give me a little something. Who did, do, do, is, do you have Tia at number one? No. Wow. Wow. Okay. Hold that thought. Let's keep, uh, let me, I want to ask you, uh, so I want to, while we're here, uh, on the Tia Laura thing, I want you to talk to me about what we're seeing here. What, what the God, look how pretty she looks here. That was, we're not supposed to look at this. We'll look at how pretty she is later. Tell me about this. Uh, she makes this post. It says, don't let the fear of what could happen. Make nothing happen. Caduces, caduces her. Um, do you remember what well, that word means? No, I've looked it up like five times, and every time, like, oh, okay, like, like, don't be crazy. What it means in, ba in the backwards, reverse. Something. Don't be crazies. I thought I meant I like I am crazy. Oh, I am crazy. Okay. Um, what what are you seeing here? Are you like, hey, don't get this? Isn't are you like, oh, fuck, she's cracked the code. Her handstands are great. Or you're like, no, Laura, this isn't the one you have problems with, or somewhere in between. Someone's pulling her feet up. <laughs> that would be amazing that would be amazing well let me see the full shot i i can't i can't <laughs> i know let's assume let's assume that uh she's doing it when's the last time that she's posted something like this uh jacqueline robinson 20 dollars uh 20 20 canadians thank you nice bicep 
Good That's why I'd be curious if she's ever posted something like that before or when. Oh, okay. Here, look, 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 look. Okay, here's one a week ago. Wait, let me see this. This is a week ago on these bot on those ballistic. What are those called? Ballistic boxes. You're surprised that this is four days ago. Oh shit, dude! That you did you know that? Did you set me up for that? Look at that shit. What you just figured out. This is four days ago, dude. This is seven days ago, and you have to assume that these this isn't old content, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, and That's then she I says, when people can't shoes. do something themselves, they want to tell you they can't do it either. Caduces. Remember, I mean, look, like, you know, that's, uh, I know people have been talking about it, um, but in, in my opinion, at the absolute worst, she's the fourth woman, fourth best woman who's ever done this sport. At the absolute worst. Yeah. And at the so if best, someone told you the was the th she was the third, okay, okay. So you, so you wouldn't fight with them. If someone's like, dude, yeah, she's I would the say best. Okay. Tia's, Tia is obviously the best to ever do it. And by the way, I, I think that you need to have, you know, I, I, when I rank athletes all time, I say that you have to have a minimum of, of three CrossFit Games appearance. So Mal O'Brien's not even in the conversation yet. But obviously there's Annie, Katrin, and Laura. Those are the next three for me in some order. So she's one of the four best to ever do it. And of those four women, she has one thing that she's much, much, much worse at than any of the other three are at any other thing. And despite that, she still managed to put the together the resume that she has. I wrote an article after the games this year that says, look at what she's done. Take the fact that she competed in her best against Tia and Tia's best years out of the equation. On paper, her skill set and resume is so impressive. And... <clears throat> If she's getting better at that thing now, which is not out of the realm of possibility. You know, I think she's her, getting better. I think she's, she's in getting her better. To late 20s, which is actually the prime of a female's career that we've seen so far over the course of the tra trajectory of the sport. We haven't seen the best version of Laura Horvath yet, and she's already one of the best who's ever done it. It happens in sports. Every sport, it happens where the, the best person and the second best person of all time end up competing at the same time. And there can only be one that's the best. Uh, um. So, uh, going back to the question, all good stuff uh, from Mr. Uh, Brian Friend from Be Friendly Fitness. Uh, these these two shots here, this one here four days ago, and this one here seven days ago, where she's upside down. Um, what do you see here? In terms of, I'll tell you just a quick, little quick story. I might have told you this story before. Did I tell you about how tight my hamstrings used to be? No, tell me. Audrey told me. Brutal. They did okay. like a sit and reach test in uh, middle school, high school, and I couldn't even reach the block where the numbers started counting up from. It was insane. And my doctor told me that it's just genetic and I was never going to get any better at that. And I was kind of like, well, we'll see about that. So I started doing this same routine every single day, and I made no progress for eight months. And then in one day, like four inches better on my, on my reach test. Wow. After no progress for eight consecutive months. Wow. And this is a, in the it's a parallel it's just called a, pl a plateau in training and plateaus in training your body to d adapt and overcome certain limitations that could be Im impacted by you know biological things that are just inherent to your body individually can last for a variety of different time periods she's been doing this for a long time but it doesn't mean that she can't ever make a breakthrough and whether it's you know whether it's diet or sleep or 
happiness in her life or just a long time of trying to improve the same thing, it seems like maybe something has changed in that regard. Is she going to be winning those workouts? No. But if she goes from finishing in the bottom quarter of the field in those workouts to the middle of the field in those workouts, she's giving away, depending on the scoring system, dramatically less points. And that's going to make it a lot harder for anyone else to compete with her. Are you saying that when you see these videos, you're like, oh, shit, Laura Horvat's had a breakthrough. She's the queen of handstand push-ups. She just put <laughs> No, not the queen of handstand pushups, but she might have had a breakthrough. We still, you know, you still want to see it in competition. I think that, you know, um, it's kind of like this. This year at the CrossFit Games, there were no strict deficit handstand pushups. The handstand pushups they had were freestanding, and you could do them kind of whatever way you wanted. And for some athletes, they weren't even a limiting factor in that workout. Last year at the Games, they had the hardest version of that that we've ever seen. She took the last or second to last on, on, the, on the, that test. So you could say, like, yeah, well, she won the games this year, but not only was Tia not there, not only was Mal not there, but also her nemesis in terms of a movement wasn't there, none of which are her fault, by the way. In the same way that you could say, well, Yonikoski, on average, finishes two spots higher at the games every time there's a swim. He finished sixth place at the games this year, tying his career best ever. If there was a swim, he might have been fourth. Jason oh, Watkins oh. showed him that on the performance-based scoring, he would have finished third. Hmm. So it's like, What did you, you call know, him? You know, what did you call him? Jason Watkins? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's that dude's name? Jason Tyler. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Oh, no one's supposed to know. Wow. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, Patrick Clark says this. Don't worry, guys. I'm not letting Brian off the hook. I'm going to ask again. Don't worry. Patrick Clark uh, brings up a great point here. Um, there was uh, talk recently. I can't remember who it was, but it was it was a UFC championship that happened recently. And oh, uh, it was Le uh, Thank you, Patrick. It was Leon Edwards uh, versus uh, Kamaru Usman, and Kamaru Usman was the, like the best pound for pound fighter at, uh, or best fighter, one hundred and seventy one pounds that ever lived, right? Maybe pound for pound the best fighter alive in his day. And and Leon Edwards beat him, who was not supposed to beat him, dude. Was not supposed to beat him. And so then they rematched, and Leon beat him again, and. The the commentator started saying that once you get the championship belt on you, you're 30% better. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal. Like, I would watch Roger Federer play Rafael Nadal, and I'm like, I know, like in my mind, I was like, I know Federer is better than him. But he's just lost to this guy so many times that it's just like weighing on him. Like when the when the moment was was critical, like he kept losing in the in the most important point of the match to Nadal. <clears throat> That's so. how I feel when I play my eight-year-old. I'm like, there's no fucking way he's better than me. And yet, for some reason, every game he ends up winning. It's nuts. Like, there's no way. And it's been what I, – I mean, I, I know I've said this to you before, but the more and more that I get to know the athletes and I guess actually spend time with them in and out of competition, the mental side of this sport is just – it's insanely critical. And I think that's true for most sports. Um, did you, have you seen any of, um, have you ever seen Haley Adams be interviewed? Yeah. Uh, it, it's so different now since she's back. Recently, she's so different. You? Yeah. She, it's so different. What do you mean? She's back. Well, uh, I'm, what do you mean? She's back. What do you mean? She's, what do you mean? What do you mean? She's back. Back doing what? Oh, she's going to, um, I assume she's coming back to CrossFit. She, people are, did you see her when you were at Mayhem? Yes, I gave her a hug. I said, great to see you. You said, great to see you back. You said, great to see you back. No, she's not back. She hasn't done any competitions yet. Okay. 
since her reemerging, I will that? put her on the uh, greatest top two hundred in the world, though. How about how about reemerging? Would you say she's reemerged, resurfaced, reemerged? From where? From her uh, soul searching ven- ven- venture. I think she's still on it. Well, she she we're all on it, but but she took a where it became a um, she de- where she found it where she got on the path. She she's reemerged since she got on the path. How's that? She's still on it, but she's reemerged since she got on the path. So she was off the path. She wasn't. Le- God damn it, Brian. So we're not all on the path. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. Okay, but the so- path is always there. <laughs> Something's happened to her. Something's happened to her. She, there, there's there, there's more depth to her. She she has some stories to tell. There's more for her to talk about. Either something's happened to her or she's less guarded. There's a bunch of ways to say it. But it was not like in interviewing her in the past where it's like, hey, uh, what's your favorite workout? After you don't work out, what's your favorite way to get sugar back into your body? Ben and Jerry's or fucking blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So like it's not more, more kind of uh... – There's depth to her. There's stories. She had an adventure. She's bit by a snake, and she's telling you about the, that, you know, the, the trip to the hospital and back. Three and, people this weekend asked me if we're ever going to do uh, part two of our a little interview. Oh, yeah. I need to watch part one again. It's been so wild. <laughs> it's been so wild. Um, uh. I don't know where I was going with that. You derailed me. But I want to go back to Laura. When you see these handstand push-ups, are you like, hey, something's changed? Or are you like, this is just Instagram? I don't know. Still, still need to see it, it happen in competition. Okay. So th- what we're, what we're, the presupposition we're making is that we both agree that uh, parallel deficit, deficit handstand push-ups have been a place where um, she's had some really bad finishes that have derailed her. She's had bad and- finishes in handstand push-ups in general. Okay. The okay. Harder, the, the harder the version of it gets, the worse that it's been. Yes. Okay. And so, when you see this, are, are you? Uh, d- does it make you salivate? When you see this, does this make you salivate a little bit? The movement, not the outfit. You're like, yeah. Um, kind of like that shoe color. Yeah, that I too. like seeing this for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the thing: is someone I can't remember who I was talking to about this today. I want to see every athlete at their best. And so my hope is that, with you know, in the optimal world, every athlete who is at the CrossFit Games this year that's also competing at Rogue will be a little bit better at something or, you know, have something to offer, a little more healthy or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, same thing for the ones that weren't there that had qualified through the qualifier or got an invite for other reasons. Look, w- uh, there was that year that uh, Matt Fraser did that sprint, right, and took, like, last place, right? 2000. 16 was the year that he that he won. He did not do so well in 2015. And what place did he get in 2015? In the 30s. He had three straight work finishes in the 30s. It was like sprint one, sprint two, Dan Duhaley's two event wins in the history of his career, and then the soccer chipper where he blew up on the rope after the pig. Okay. So those so then he comes back and he has a fucking foot race with right Ben Smith or something? <clears throat> yeah, and lost by like a tenth of a second to Roy Gamboa from a different heat. Okay, and so he had a boy Roy. You know, I had a sneak in Roy Gamboa. He he had a foot race with Marston Sawyer and Ben Smith (laughs) and 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 won. And uh, that's what I'm asking you. So, so like, is she in the lab? Is this the year he went back to the lab and he unfucked his shit? Are you seeing that? Or can you be like, oh my goodness, this hole is fixed and Tia Toomey is in trouble? 
Well, not only is she better at handstand push-ups, but the implications that she's gotten this much better at gymnastics means that she's 2% better everywhere else. Stand back, everyone. No. Yes? Yeah, but I would, I, I mean, potentially, yes, but I don't think it's that the jump to Tia Toomey is in trouble because I don't know what was reasonable to expect from Tia, which is why I started by talking about just like what is the female body capable of in that amount of time and how has her body reacted to the process of going through a birth and recovering from that in the way that the, I mean, there has to be a, a, a certain amount of recovery from doing that. Um, so, but if Tia is feeling good and healthy and she's back to lifting, you know, like that's what, that's what I'm curious to see. Like, is Tia going to be capable of lifting the same weights? Is she going to be ca capable of the same volume of GHG sit-ups and high volume toes to bar? I would assume if she's accepting to go to this competition that she it feels like the answer to those questions are yes, but there's, you know, competing is different than training and, and under a high stress, high fatigue, you know, who knows if it's, if the heat's out there, what the volume of the demand is going to be. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how Tia responds to that. And it might, you know, it, the, the reality is that it might not matter how good anyone else is if Tia's body can't perform the way that she would want it to. Uh, Savon, uh, did you film Tia in Rich's basement in 2017? No, I didn't even know Rich had a basement. And um, uh, Rich and I, our friendship was on hiatus in 2017. We were in a small hiatus. Like, small hiatus. Yeah, what is it? Hiatus, I hardly years. know her. Hiatus. I don't even like anus. Hiatus. Uh, pause or gap. Yeah. We were in a small hiatus. Yeah. A pause or gap in a sequence series or a process. Hiatus. Um, and thank you for the money. Uh, more of you should be um, spending your money here. Um. Uh, in any world out uh, with if, if there's no energy uh, injury, do you see a world where Tia doesn't compete in the games this year? You see her having any issues? Um, no, and I and I would uh, expect, assuming no injuries or setbacks, I would expect by next year's CrossFit Games that she'll win it. It's just that Rogue is so it's still pretty soon after giving birth. We haven't really seen anyone compete this high level this quickly after giving birth. You think she'll win the games next year? That's what you just said. Assuming no setbacks or injury, yes. Yeah. And 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 what about the men? Since we're just flippantly just throwing shit around. Much much more difficult to project. Project. Okay. Uh, um. Uh, we'll learn a lot. I think we'll. I think we'll learn a lot at Rogue. We will. I I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Madera's not competing at Rogue, correct? Correct. From from what I saw. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know, I'll be at, at Rogue in particular. I'll be looking at Adler, Velner, Roman to see how his foot's doing. Uh, Ricky to see how his shoulder's doing. I still think that uh, Chandler's pretty interesting, especially at Rogue. And um, you know, there's some other guys that I'm pr pretty intrigued by. I want to see how Jason Hopper rebounds from what happened to him at the games this year. But there's a lot of questions on the men's side. It's pretty cool. And Fikowski, uh, you know. But oh yeah, Fikowski. Fikowski. Um, I want to ask you about Roman. It was nice of you to bring him up. I saw I him at Mayhem, but I didn't have a chance to go and talk to him. I was so bummed. I saw Logan Ewing there, too. Oh, how, how, what's Logan like? I'm going to have him on the podcast. Cool? Did you talk to him? Yeah, yeah. I always have good chats with him. But they were uh, they were like coming in, and then they, they saw that the whole 
camp was there and I was in a workout partner working with someone. I saw him and then they went into the back and we just got, you know, didn't get a chance to say hi. I was bummed up. I heard that Roman is going and I'm on his Instagram and I don't see anything about it. I heard that Roman is going to Vietnam. No, I thought it's South Korea. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Korea. It's all, all those countries are the same to me. Nam, Korea, Philippines. Uh, is that true? And if that's true, does that mean this year he won't be competing in the U.S.? He'll have to go back to <laughs> Vietnam to do the semifinals? Um, but that depends on the rules that the CrossFit Games rulebook details when they're released at some point this offseason. Hey, no one questioned. There was all this, well, how to come Katrin gets to go from Idaho to the United States, and there were all these people. And why does Bailey uh, Martin, Bailey Bale, Bailey Rail, Bailey uh, get to go to – uh, the West and all these people, you know what I mean? Like all these jackasses who have CrossFit shows are all like me. We're like, you know, doing all this shit. I mean, you, but, you know my opinion about this too. But well, hold on. I, I forget it. But no, because it's been so long since you've been on. But no, but no one, no one fucked with Roman. Oh, the poor Russian. Leave the Russian alone. No one, no one dared be like, hey, it's bullshit. I thought Adler was fucking with Russian. <laughs> no, no one was, no one was fucking with Roman being like, hey, send this jackass back to Nam to compete. So what about now? Why, it is it is a little saying Vietnam. It's just funner to say than Korea. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, you could have said like North Korea. That's it's fun. good. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be weird to give him a pass again if he goes there in the off season, right? Or 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 side. no, since he's been here a year, that's all you need to be here is a year. It's his home. Again, it's a, you know it depends on what rules they choose to him to put into the rule book this year, and it depend and then you know subsequently it depends on I'm not you know I don't know in exactly what his uh, visa status or residency status or whatever it is is he went to um, I believe he went to Dubai right after the games to get that taken care of and now he has opportunity to stay here for longer it might also have some kind of jurisdiction about entry and re-entry that's a lot different than what it was I don't know but he was he was able to go to Asia and come back the previous season it was just a risk and a pain in the ass I, I feel like I answered my own question too in there because if they do stick by the same rules he'll be able to stay in the United States because all you had to be here was like a year to show that you're home. And I think maybe he even bought a house here or something. It was, it was multiple years. But uh, yeah, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed on this matter. I think that if you have a passport in a country that's in a competitive region, you should absolutely have the opportunity to compete there. And that if you can prove that you're living in a different competitive region and, and have been for whatever the you know required period of time is, you should have an opportunity to compete there. And by those rules, Ellie Turner would have the choice to compete in Oceania, which she has a probably an easier chance to make it than she does in North America West. Or she could choose to compete in North America West because she doesn't want to spend however much money and do that travel and make that trip in the middle of the season. Catherine would have the same choice between Europe and Roman would have the same choice between Asia. And wherever they compete, they'll just have to be good enough to make it. But those like it makes sense to me that you should be able to compete where you're from and you should be able to compete where you live if you want to. Do you think Justin's going to cut his um, mullet uh, at some point in his in his CrossFit career? You think he'll finish his career with a mullet, or he'll 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 get rid of it before? I think he'll get rid of it at some point before he retires, and I think it'd be nice if he did. I think he'd probably look pretty good. Uh, Rambler Sevy, if you collect camera gear, do you also collect pocket knives? I don't collect anything. 
I am not a collector. What about wad zombie trading cards or mint trading cards? No, no. This is purely out of the. This is like just because I'm trying to support him. I would know like this beautiful James Gray. He's selling. He's selling like the last uh, wad zombie packs ever. What do you mean? What's that mean? Because now they're all going to be mint trading cards. Oh, so wad zombie ones are going to be no more. So he's selling like uh, some seven card packs or something. The last ones. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> You, that way, he should stick with the what he should stick with the wad zombie name. Mints is just so like like every other sport. How do you come up with that? Call me wad zombie. What are you Jason, doing? It's probably Jason Watkins' idea. Oh, it's fucking stupid. Stick with <laughs> stick with something weird, dude. Score like these ding dongs. Score, yeah, like duh. Yeah, you know, uh, one of the listeners, uh, Brandon Waddell, sent this to me. It is Bajant. Yeah, Tyson. Chicago yes. Bears, a backup quarterback for the Chicago Bears. For now. Frequent, frequent guest of the show. Um, oh, shit. Audrey, uh, I'm going to have a limited edition Brian Friend card. That's a little concerning. I came up with it. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Ben Smith limited edition. Um, has WZ on it, Wad Zombie. Hey, you know what I think? I think that there's more. A- I think that the demand there's athletes want cards faster, more than he has them. Do you know what I mean? Like I talked to Guy about it, and like Guy wanted a card. There's, I mean, there's biographies written for uh, athletes that uh, we don't have, haven't released cards for yet. Yeah, I think he, I think there could be fifty of these. But there's a process that has to go through to get, you know, to get them from. And he probably only sells like three of them, right? So it's probably just like a passion. He has to give away 12 to jackasses (laughs) like me, and then he sells three. Mm -hmm. But you can't afford them, so, you know. So he sends them to me. Yeah. So we have a relationship, me and Wad Zombie. Doesn't he just walk him over to your door, hand him to you? (laughs) Nick, throw one in. Don't come in, Nick. Your feet are dirty. You got dog poop in here last time. Just throw it in from the door. That's because you didn't kill enough the dog poop in your driveway, Saba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick Clark, it's dealing with managers and agents and getting NIL rights. I think um, what do I, I had a word for managers and agents. Klingons? Like butt hairs or like, what was my word for uh, managers and agents? I had a word for them that was der- der- pejorative, derogatory. Um, we're doing, are we do, are we doing crash crucible together? Me and you, what's, what's the plan here? By the way, I saw his internet connection today. Holy cow. It is robust. Yeah. I'm really pumped for that. And yes, I think we are doing it together and I'm excited for that too. So so basically you'll be there on the ground Mm -hmm. and I'll be doing it from here and we'll have all the camera angles and we'll just be going crazy. Yeah. And it's going to be like, for athletes, it's going to be great. For fans of athletes, it's going to be great because it's small heats. And if the internet is as good as you say it is, uh, we'll be able to really spotlight and highlight what's happening on the floor, who these people are, what they're doing well at. It's going to be cool. I'm, I'm going to run a speed test right now on my computer. And uh, I'm going to have uh, all the athlete information for you so you can sound like you know what you're talking about. Oh, good. We should have some people. I should have some people on ahead of time. Okay, so I'm I'm ten upright. I'm four hundred down and ten up. 
10 megabits per second up. I saw a speed test today, for, and I'm hardwired. I saw a Wi-Fi speed test. It crashed today, and it's 40 up. And look how my picture's crisp, right? I know. I can see the wrinkles on your forehead. Yeah. Crazy, right? I can, you can see, see the see scar every... on your right cheek. Yeah. From where that, is that where you smashed yourself in the face with a tennis racket after Avi beat you? No, I wish it was a good story like that. I was a little kid, and I jumped into the corner of a coffee table. I should ask my mom if that story is true. I've been telling it forever. Yeah, every kid did that. Um. Yeah, okay. I'm pumped. I'm nervous, too. I spoke to JR today. I go, dude, I am stressed out and nervous about this. He goes, yeah, me too. Why? Just because I, I, want, I want it to be good. I want it to be, be good. I want it to be like the Zillow's games, but you actually can see shit. It's not like you're watching Atari 2600 like graphics. You know what I mean? Like the blocks move around. And I think it's going to be so clean. It is going to be. And uh, it'll be better than Zillow's games for many reasons. JR has a much bigger floor space there. The, the natural progression of workouts will be better. I'm, I've had a lot of more opportunity to practice these things. We're going to have more preparation in, in terms of the athletes. We're going to have the opportunity to have guests there. We got Sousa and Hiller there running cameras, making sure that everything is good on the back end. It's going to be legit. Uh, this is slightly off subject um, from the Crash Crucible and what you were saying is legit. But did you know that there was a 63-inch Pringles can? <laughs> I think I know who they made that one for, actually. That's incredible. Uh, uh, Pringles has spoken uh, – has spoken though, and so they made up a batch of giant Pringles cans that are 63.4 inches long, matching the height of Pringles Japan's celebrity spokesperson, media personality, Fuwa Chan. Wow, does Italy sell three foot Pringles cans? Uh, no, no word on what different Pringle flavors. Oh, oh, wow, and they're in three foot cans in Italy. I've only seen one like this, like the, whatever we have here in the States, like a foot long or a 16 inch, whatever that thing is. I guess I, I mean I haven't seen Pringles cans in a while. I was never a what? huge fan of that's like very, very salty snack. Uh, do you think that there's a better chip than a Pringle? Yeah. Like which one? I I um I don't I don't know. I'm not a big chip guy really. But back but, when you were like a little kid, like you like Doritos or like what did no, you like? No, no, no Doritos. Uh, we used to do like the barbecue, like the tacos with the Fritos. I used to eat those sometimes. Oh, oh. But uh, I don't really eat chips. Like I guess if I get, like, if I went to like a sandwich shop and you get a bag of chips, I either get the pretzels or like the just the original baked Lay's or whatever they are. Yeah, the baked Lay's are good, or the barbecue chips are good. But but Pringles are on a whole. No they're not even really chips. They're on a whole nother level. I think. And they're very salty. I actually haven't had them in a long time. Yet. I think I do remember liking the taste, but I couldn't eat a lot of them. Too salty. Yeah, it kind of it kind of like hurts the roof of your mouth. Yeah, that's never a good sign. Um, all right. Um, anything else you would like to? Uh, any, any, any most memorable moment on your um, on your trip? I feel like I've I've taken over the whole show. That. Go it's ahead. Show. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> I told you you had free reign. Thank you. You know, uh, within the realm of <laughs> CrossFit and stuff like that, and disc golf and Pringles and, you know. Um, I wanted to tell you a, a little ex a story. Please. 
about I went to a gym in Norway, CrossFit Furuset, where my friend Roger uh, has built up a community there. Can you spell, spell it for me? Yeah. F U R U S E T. Okay. <clears throat> oh, you can. I, there's something probably on my Instagram about this experience as well, but I thought you'd really like this one since you're an affiliate and community community guy. And uh, he advertised. He, he told me before I came there. He's like, I advertised it to my members that my uh, we're gonna do a workout and seminar with my friend from America. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Yeah, oh, there it is! Wow! <laughs> it's probably you can probably translate that. Oh no, it's just he pulled this bio. Look at that! It even says a Savon podcast in it. Isn't that nice of him to say that? Wow! It also yeah, says some yeah. other stuff that's not accurate about the gym, but whatever. And. Uh, He's like, listen, if I walked into the gym with Tia Claire Toomey, Matt Fraser, Laura Horvath, and Rich Froning, they would they wouldn't know who any of them are. This is not these type of people. Wow. But they're excited and they're curious because my friend from America is coming to hang out and talk to them. So he's like, Do you know what workout you're gonna write for them? I was like, uh, how many people are coming? What do you want to do? You know, he's like, teams of three, there might be like up to 30, 40 people. And uh, maybe some kind of AMRAP, so we're all working for the same time. Fine. So I wrote a workout. He goes, do you know what you're going to talk about? And I lied to him. And I said, yeah, of course I know what I'm talking about. I had no idea what I was going to talk about because I was like, well, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what's going to happen. I've been doing this, living this for 10 years. So I, hopefully I, I can just talk about it, whatever. So we did the workout. I observed, watched it. It was great to see the camaraderie, the intensity get, get higher and higher as the workout time was dwindling down in the AMRAP. <laughs> what are you doing? That's totally unnecessary for your legs to get that close to the ground at that high of a speed. That is dumb. Go on. Yes, go on. So you didn't know what you're going to talk about. I'm listening. Uh, so I watched them, and as I'm watching them work out, you know, some thoughts are coming into my mind. And so I just started to speaking to them about the – the first thing I talked about was, like, relative to the workout. I talked about the value of a full hip extension and squatting below parallel, and we transitioned to, like – the applications that it has to life over a, a lifetime. And then I started telling some stories about Greg from way back when, and I started asking them some questions. You know, why are you guys, why are you guys here? Like, where did you come from? There was a hockey team, like 13 and 14 year old boys that showed up, like 12, 12 of these kids. There were people ranging from that age all the way up to their 60s. There were probably like uh, six or seven different nationalities represented. There were overweight people, people who just started CrossFit. There was a girl with autism. There was a guy who, he speaks up and he's, he starts telling me, he's like, dude, I had these like terrible health markers and I was in, and, and my doctors were like, you know, they weren't even really sure what to do. A buddy of mine mentioned, well, why don't you just try some exercise? I, I just started going to this gym. So he came to this gym a year later, he went back to the doctor and his heart health markers are all now within the normal ranges. And he's like, and he's like tearing up telling this story and a few other people told these stories like this. And this is just like one of many gyms in Norway that I just happened to have an opportunity to go and talk to these people. These are the people that took the chance to show up there. And it was just, for me, it was just like, it was probably the most impactful thing that happened to me on the entire trip, just to be there and see this thing working in a community that could care less about the CrossFit games, could care less about the best in the world. They were just living happier, healthier lives because of having exposure to this thing that Greg started however many years ago. Um, uh, Nor Nor Norway is 81% Norwegian. And uh, there's a, uh, there's a big, like there's a big um, population of, uh, Middle Eastern people there, a lot of uh, darker skinned people from different countries and parts of the world were there. 
Less than one percent of Nor Norway is uh, black. Well, there were some black people at the talk that I did. Exactly. That's my fucking point. Of course there were. That those places are melting pots. Those gyms are melting pots, and they've always been melting pots since the fucking beginning of time. And it's awesome that the cure for the world's most vexing problem even works in Norway. That is so freaking cool. How were the were the chicks hot? And there was one guy there who's actually... A yes like, or no question, Mr. Friend. Your Honor, the Nor witness is being hostile. In Norway? <laughs> yeah, were there hot chicks in... Uh... So the funny thing about this, everywhere I go, I think there's beautiful women there. But the people who live there, when I say that about them, they're like, I don't think they're that beautiful. Because <laughs> they're just accustomed to it, you know? I went to there's a country something. once where... There, I went to one country once where there weren't beautiful women. Just one. <clears throat> I'll tell you off there. It's 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 kind of unbelievable. Everywhere I've went, I'm like, dang. Was it the street where uh, Ronnie Teasdale's gym used to be? No, it's not. <laughs> no, no. United States has hot women. Everywhere has hot women. It, it, Beautiful women. Uh, dude, crazy. But it, is, but it is crazy. I mean, I was in Finland. I was talking to my friends there, and I was like, man, there's a lot of good-looking women here. And they're like, really? Uh, I don't know. But they're just like, that's that, you know, it's like when you're used to something so much, you don't appreciate it as much as when it's new. Yeah, I guess. Um, uh, I, I think if. Um, oh, I guess I got I want to show you this, this person. Someone said uh, pick the guest a country. Um, and I thought I would. Uh... Roger did set me up in uh, Sweden, though, at the competition I did mm -hmm. at the briefing. He's like. He's like, uh, is there anybody here from Sweden? Everyone, half the people raise their hand. What about yeah. Norway? Half the people raise their hand. He's like, what about Denmark? Five people raise their hand. He's like, anywhere else in the world? I'm like, he goes, oh, my friend from America. We'll do the briefing in English. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, Armenia <laughs> has do it in English anyway. <laughs> Armenia has so many hot women. It's fucking mind boggling. It's crazy. <laughs> and, and I'm not just saying it because country. <laughs> someone thought that was a country where there's no hot women. I had no, I did not expect it at all. It is crazy. It is crazy. Just big, huge brown eyes. Like voluptuous mean, women. I don't know. I was expecting them to just look. I don't the know. Same, the same type, you know, skin tone as Tommy, our friend Tommy. Tommy who? Rodriguez? No, that I competed against. Remember you said he had a nice skin tone? Tommy Maybe Rodriguez? Pulled up from this weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not. He's, he's Mexican. Yeah, but nice skin tone. Army yeah, he has nice skin tone. Yeah, they do. They have great skin tone. But this this is a little disappointing. It says world's sexiest people are Irish and Armenian. That like that doesn't that that doesn't bode well. For Pedro, it does. Ah, <laughs> uh, for for oh oh for men it's Irish. For women it's Armenian. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, that makes that 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 was that a, an, an online magazine or something? Yeah, People Magazine. That the sexiest men in the world are from Ireland. Yeah. Hey, you can't you can't argue with science. Who's the author? Uh, <laughs> you just got distracted by something. I like that. I did like no. I like what you said. Who's the author? This is the kind of article that doesn't even have an uh, AI. Chat GPT. Chat GPT. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Look, they even say here the results may be surprising. <laughs> but 
between the men's taste and popular celebrities such as Kim Kardashian. Kardashian. Oh, Rihanna in Rihanna's country, Bajan, Bahan. She's not American. That's where she's from. Wait, I guess wait, that's what, what country? But B J A B J B B A J A N. No, I have not been drinking yet. But I'm going to, dude. Do you know who I'm having on the podcast tomorrow? Judy Reed. Oh no, I will. I will say something about Judy Reed on the podcast tomorrow. Um, oh my goodness, all these pictures of Rihanna with wearing a mask. Why? Um, tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, this guy David Sutcliffe's coming on. He was on a TV show called The Gilmore Girls, and he is he's become a uh, like a psychotherapist, a core energy. Genetic, genetic, core energetic therapist, somatic. What is that? Core energetic somatic therapist. Sounds like he's asking if you've seen the the movie called The Hypnotic. Have you seen it? Yeah, I watched it on one of these. I've been on the airplane seventy hours of this trip. I figured it out. And was it a good movie? It got me thinking. What was it called? Hypnotic. Hypnotic. You know what sucks is that I can't even play the trailer to it. I'll get dinged. It's so stupid. So, so this yeah, but you guy can pull up the picture of it and read the you know two sentence description synopsis. Okay, so this guy's a somatic therapy a therapist. Uh, somatic body centered therapies are similar to whole life therapy in that it considers the whole person. Blah, blah core energetic therapeutic method that works with the idea of human being having an energy system as well as the body. Blah blah blah. Somatic experience. Oh fuck, nothing easy. Anyway. He just did a, a three-hour breakdown with Andrew Tate where he, like, breaks down Andrew Tate. He sits across from him at a table. Do you know who Andrew Tate is? They're actually in person? Yeah, they're actually in person. No, I don't. Oh. I, <laughs> Audrey, so quick. I'd let Brian hypnotize me. <laughs> Brian, you got to see my studio. I have the nicest podcast studio on the, on the, on the West Coast of the United States, in the Western Hemisphere. I mean, you've been sending the pictures of it. Is there yeah, what you, else? Yeah. I got even more. You got to come. You should be you should be sitting here for a week where we just do shows together for a week. You've never invited me there. Yeah, well, let's do that. After uh after um What are we doing together? Crash Crucible. You want me to come out there between Crucible and Rogue? When Oh my goodness, wouldn't that be crazy if we did a Rogue build? Are you going to Rogue? Yeah. No, he wasn't in jail with Tate though. Great question. That's cool. Yeah. Let's look at the calendar. That would, oh, that might be, that would be tight to do it right before Rogue, but I'm totally game. Listen to this. This Sutcliffe dude probably sells supplements too. You asshole, Daniel. I am going to lump you in that camp with Danny Guerrero and David Weed. There's three tiers of, uh, of listeners. There's 12 daily doses, just like Satan. Then there's Purgatory. That's David Weed, Dan and Dan Guerrero. And, and Chapman's working on getting in there too. And now Daniel, you want from heaven into put into uh He's straddling the line. Oh, he's just they, these guys. And I had a guy come on the other day and I asked him about some supplements he sold, and everyone in the comments is like, Oh, this is a fucking infomercial, blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like it's his job, like selling those. What am I supposed to do? Not ask about it? That's your job is to ask. Yeah. What if he was a lawyer? You wouldn't be. You wouldn't say that he was um, uh, 
If he was a lawyer, you wouldn't say that he's. Can you change um, something up on the perimeter of your screen here? It looks so. It looks really nice. Travis uh, uh, did it, I think. The Vindicate guy who sells all the cool shirts. Asymmetric, the legend David Weed. Thanks to Sevon. I'm gonna see. We'll see Travis uh, a couple of weeks. I'm excited. I always love seeing Travis. Oh, uh, dude, Tr- I don't know if you know, but Trish died. What do you mean? Okay, well, Trish died. That that character Trish, you know, there's all these characters in here like J.R. Howell, Magnus Holmgren, Rambler, <laughs> Bernie Gannon. <laughs> J.R. Howell. <laughs> what? Is that not actually J.R.? I don't fucking know. I don't think anyone's anyone in here. So the character Trish died, or do you actually know who the person is and that person passed away? That person Trish died. They had an Instagram account. I know it's virtual weird. Virtual Trish or the real Trish? I think it's is a virtual a real Trish? Trish. I don't know. Those are you all a, questions. You I'm, a, not, you a, I'm not. You got a virtual death. But you it may be all irrelevant because I saw Trish in here this morning. Can you pull up? Um, no, her Instagram funeral. account is gone. Can we pull up the funeral from Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince when uh, Aragog dies? It's a great speech we can play for Trish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian! Sometimes I I've, I like you so much. Why do you have to do Harry Potter? <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! Come on, I, I, I'm proud. I'm proud of what I have studied and know about Harry Potter. Actually, okay, that's fine. Do you know that I uh, started to write a book called Harry Potter and the Four Loves, which was a cross reference between C.S. Lewis's book, The Four Loves, which identify the four Greek words for love in the New Testament and the ways that they play out throughout the story of Harry Potter? No. Are you going to finish the book? Maybe. I have another book that is actually actually finished that I'm looking to publish if anyone on here knows a publisher or editor that's interested in fantasy adventure i know an agent who is that patrick clark (laughs) but uh yeah you know i obviously i like to write and i have you know i have some uh i have written some books and i have others that i would like to but i've just kind of been looking for the right outlet what was the book you recommended to me the other day by um c.s lewis Oh, we were talking about the screw tape letters. Screw tape letters. Yeah, it's a series of letters that the uh, senior devil writes to like junior devils about infiltrating the minds of humans. It's good. It, it's uh, yeah. The way that I described it in our in our text was pretty good. It was like, um, yeah, if you read it with an open mind, then it'll it, you can it can certainly challenge your perspective on how you go about living your life. I think. Uh, are you reading the audio book? Are you reading the? Audio? We haven't talked about reading any books yet. Patrick Clark, this is news to me. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, uh, hypnotic. Uh, hypnotic is a 2023 American mystery action thriller directed by Robert uh, Rodriguez, who co-wrote the screenplay Max Borenstein. The film stars Ben Affleck, Elise, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Hypnotic was released, uh, Danny Rourke. Uh, Danny Rourke, an Austin Police Department detective, recalls to his therapist the abduction of his seven-year-old daughter. Convinced the heist has something to do with the disappearance, his daughter Rourke investigates. Rourke and Cruz, Rourke and Cruz, Vivian. Rourke arrives at the ranch. Later, Del Rain is revealed to have survived the shootout. Have, oh, did I just ruin the movie for me? <laughs> this is not... <laughs> Okay. Is this the movie, Hypnotic? Mm-hmm. Stop reading. Just stop reading. <laughs> yes, that's a movie. 
in theaters May 12th. Is it May yet? Oh, yeah, we're past May. I could probably see this on iTunes. Maybe I'll watch yeah. it tonight. Be, I, I, would, I would be curious. You said his name's Sutcliffe, Daniel Sutcliffe. Is that what you said? Uh, David, David Sutcliffe. Sutcliffe. Yeah, I would be curious if he's aware of it. And if he is aware of it, what he thinks about it. Yeah. Oh, was he on? Um... It's really oh, yeah. hot today. Where are you? Oh, in Fort in Fort Fort Bragg, Fort 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 Meyer, Fort. Don't tell me Fort Fort. If you watch the movie, then you'll understand. I'll show you this guy, David Sutcliffe. Hold on. It was Daniel Garrity. That's what I got confused on the first name. It, here's the guy. Left I started right. watching this and I was like, oh shit. And no, I looked he's up on the this, left for sure. I looked up this guy on Instagram. There's a girl in the um that guy looks twenty years younger if he shaves that beard off. He's got the same problem I do. He's the guy from Gilmore Girls? Yeah. You ever watch that movie growing up? I mean that show? No, I don't, I don't even know what it is. Do you know what it is? I mean, I've, I've heard of it, but I, I think it was when it was playing was before I was alive by like a couple of decades, possibly. Maybe Gilmore Girls uh, is an American comedy television series created by Amy Sherman. <clears throat> 60s, oh, 70s? The show debuted on October 5th, 2000. Oh, you're what? thinking of the Golden Girls. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Gilmore Girls in the 2000s? Wow, I would never have known that. This show was from 2000 to 2006. We're going to have another disc golf show after the after I go to this tournament? If you want. If you want. You know that I want to. I bit off more than I could chew with those shows. Actually, I wouldn't have been able to keep up with them either. But Hiller wants to do it too. Maybe we should do have a, a little threesome. Oh, is he dying to do? He's dying to do some uh, frisbee golf. He was talking to me about that. He said he was dying to do it. Yeah, let's do a show. You, me, and Hiller post USDGC. Oh, that sounds awesome. Bernie Gannon, I wonder if Sutcliffe and Tate compared their girls' collections. <laughs> this is trash, by the way. <laughs> Bernie's trash. And then I'm doing, uh, and then tomorrow night, you know who else is coming on? A uh, legend in the community. Driscoll's Cross coming community. on. Yeah, Driscoll. Dave Driscoll? Yeah. Have you got him on? No, I've never even met the guy. I just, I just know like of him from Instagram. And I know I caught, I, when I did my hair, I was copying him. I, I saw his hair and I wanted to do that. Shave your side. about Power Monkey. You got, there's some people that were at, that are at Power Monkey <clears throat> that you should have on here. Like who? Oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Power Monkey. I wanted to. There was a great picture of you and Dave, Dave Durante. Tell me about Power Monkey. <sighs> the, the number one thing that I would say about Power Monkey Camp is more so as a coach than an athlete, I wish I had done that a long time ago. I went there. They have 10 stations there that you rotate through, gymnastic stations, Olympic lifting, endurance, rowing, jump rope. <clears throat> and these people are world-class experts in their field. And I would say, and, and I wrote a three-part article or series of articles about this where I kind of picked out the one or two things that were most impactful for me at each station. And it's obviously, I mean, imagine someone who's spent 20 plus years as an elite practitioner, 
or coach or both in their discipline that's then given the task of conveying a message in two hours or less to a group of people that they don't that have a wide degree of experience ability and whatever and uh that's a very challenging thing to do and then i attempted to you know acutely attend to participate and listen to what these were going and pull out a couple things and in every single case there were at least one or two things that were communicated to me that in 10 years of doing crossfit no crossfit coach at the level one or any gym i've gone to has communicated to me that i thought like were... what tell me something tell me something and i'm not saying that these things don't exist out there and right there right. are coaches that are correcting them right but um <clears throat> Just these are like very simple things, and the I didn't realize how 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 tight my hips were were preventing my feet in the split jerk from being in the position that I perceived they were in. Mm. And in all of the years that I have been corrected in the jerk, including both times that I've gone to level one, everything was focusing on my upper body because I also tend to have an open rib cage, and my shoulders are are up and back, or not not down and back. And this woman just came over and she. She moved my, she took a picture of me. She moved my heel and she took another picture and it was mind blown. I thought that my back heel was in the, a, a totally different position than it was in. And then anyway, that was just a, an example from the jerk station. The rowing station, super simple. When you get on the rower, get to the back of the seat. Everything else falls into alignment from there. Get your tailbone oh. to the back of the seat. Uh, Daniel Garrity, great show, Sevy and Brian. Well, fine. Then you you get to go back to heaven. A little handy. Never hurts. Audrey, I'll loosen your hips. Just let me. Sheesh. Sheesh. Uh, when you mean get on the back of the seat, you don't you don't mean move the seat all the way to the back of the rail. You no, mean no, just put your, your ass up yeah. against the back part of it. Yeah, yeah. And you get in a much better position from there. There's plenty of other stuff that you could do also, but that will eliminate most people's basic problems. And then I saw it happen with, with the, my group mates. And the coaches were good. I mean, they, they were, I was impressed. Dave Durant totally fucked me up with the handstand station. I was so sore in my neck, upper back, mid back after that station. And we didn't do any, really didn't do any handstands at all. Just wow. doing the drills. Did he know you were going to be sore? He had us do this drill and it was like uh, three rounds of 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off, holding a specific position. Five seconds into the first drill, my foot started cramping. And three seconds later, he goes, anyone's feet cramping yet? Wow. How many of those has he taught? This is the 20th camp. He's been at every one of them. Dave Newman's been in every one of them. Man, that, I mean, the jump the rope like, guy, the jump rope guys there. Yep. I could do, I can do a hundred double unders cold. Just walk into a gym and do them. I could probably do 50 unbroken double unders any point in a workout. I'm really good at crossover single unders, but I know now that I'm, that I have less than optimal efficiency with jump rope. And it would, and it would take me 10 years of reversing a bad habit to make a one inch correction. That would make me go from being able to probably do a hundred to 300. Oh shit. I don't know if it's worth it for me with the goals that I have to undo 10 years of bad learning to make that yeah. one inch correction. But yeah. I absolutely, this is why I say as a coach, it's so much more valuable for me than an athlete. Now I absolutely wish that I knew that stuff five years ago when I started coaching full-time because there's hundreds of people that I've interacted with that I could have done better by if I had had that exposure five uh, years ago. Uh, 
clip that one. Tag Power Monkey Cam. Oh, that's a good idea. <clears throat> Chris Henshaw was there. He's done, I think, 18 or, or 19 of the 20. Wow. Yep. Fanat man, really, really impressive. Really impressive, the endurance station. Duke Van Fleet, who I'd never had met before, and Emily Bridgers were on the ring station. Phenomenal. Totally, to I mean... like redefine my my own capacity for what i believe i can do on the rings which i never have had a lot of confidence in um i'm i'm making a note um take a clip from tonight's show brian talking about tia and laura and make click bait title <laughs> forget about power monkey <laughs> no power monkey is good i just didn't want to forget I gotta have. Uh, I, I should have Hinshaw back on. I've only had him on once. I've never had Durante on. That's stupid. I love Dave Newman. Yeah. I can't believe I've never had him on. I've had so get, many people on. Get Martone, Jeff Martone, dude. This guy with a kettlebell. It's insane. I took the kettlebell course, the first one he ever taught. He and for makes CrossFit. it looks so easy. And when he talks about it, it's just a million reps of practice of small things that makes a difference over time. How many's he done? I don't uh, uh several. Um, but that's another one. Like I never have had exposure to a kettlebell coach like that. And, yeah. and I, I'm pretty good at kettlebell swings. Like I could probably do a hundred in a row in a workout if I needed to at the 53 pound kettlebell, but I'm nowhere near efficient with it. After that, I was like completely exposed and I'm like, okay with it. Like I get it. But like, and it was one of those things where like, you know, they give you a cue and you're like, okay, I got that. And then they give you the next cue and you just completely forgot the previous one. And it's just like, I was trying to get every, like every part of my body was in the wrong position. Oh, I just saw the thumbnail for the, um, for the, for the clip. Okay. Brian friend tells you, tells us. Who is better, Laura or Tia? Pretty good, right? I guess. Do those clips do well, those little sub-clip things? Oh, my God. The sub-clip station is destroying. Oh, that's good. Yeah, destroying. Anyone could have done it. Yeah, it's going to make someone rich here in a second. It's not going to be me. I'm so excited. God, especially if you already listened to the show, if you already listened to the show, then just take like, just take, just take. Mike service would be good to have on. He's the guy who teaches a snatch there. He's been to every single one as well. Who's he? How Dave. come I, I don't know that name. Mike service. Yeah. He and Dave are they're like, they're like the, the main guys there. Chad Vaughn there. Oh, no shit. Yep. Strength and faith. Mike service. Oh, he has a ponytail. He's got a ton of hair. He and he and Elijah Muhammad were doing the snatch station when I was there. It was great. Uh, Power Monkey Camp. There he is. I don't recognize this guy. He That's was cool. Like, he talks. He talks good. I, I yeah, I, I really like Mike. I always have great conversations with him. Holy shit! Wait till you see this video I just saw on his Instagram account. He's great. doing. He's currently squatting, like legitimately squatting every day for a. Uh, a year 
Oh yeah, day two sixty two, day two forty six of three sixty five. Dude, that's crazy right there, dude. That is crazy. He did a four hundred pound overhead squat at one hundred sixty five pounds body weight. Wow, that's two hundred twenty five pounds for a new best in the overhead Kozak squat. Maybe two fifty this year. You say Kozak, I say Kozak. I'm I'm a kind of cozy person. Kozak. (sighs) Wow, that's nuts. I went on with these guys on their podcast uh, sometime. I think I would do another one with them. When? Because I looked to see if you did any podcast recently. I didn't find anything. No, no. It was a while ago. Oh. Yeah, I, I haven't. Between uh, Norway and Power Monkey, it was so busy. I, I couldn't even find the time to schedule a single one with Patrick. So, apologize. For but yeah, really, I was, I was, I mean, I'm telling you, I've listed off almost every station by this point. The bar station was the, probably the most fun station. There's like, I feel like there's like the least um, in, instructional informational stuff. And there was the most opportunity to inform and instruct once you were actually like doing stuff. And it happened to be our last station for our group. So that was super fun. Shane Freitas, Shane DeFreitas and Casey Clark were over there. They're both incredible movers, good communicators. It's good. I mean, it's really good. And they've, hey. the thing is like these camps sell out and no one's even really advertising. them. Yeah, I didn't even know it was still going on. There's so I much asked, shit I didn't hear. Did you know about that the, there was a Hawaii trail run this year? I didn't even know that thing was still around. Yeah. In fact, some some people that were there, their mental coach, Don Fletcher, and also Duke Van Vliet, came straight from there to here. Well, Don actually made a stop in uh, in um, Aspen to coach this, like, crazy. You do the, you do the entire – it's like 29,029 is the thing. You do – the full ascent of Everest, but you do like eight trips up and a gondola down in a 36 hour period. And she coaches people through it. It's pretty wild. Hey, can you throw a baseball? Throwing is probably my least talent as a, a athletic talent. Oh, like when you, have you ever heard of the punt pass kick challenge, a football challenge? No. You start at one end zone. You punt the ball as far as you can from wherever it lands, not where it rolls, where it lands. You throw it yeah. as far as you can from wherever it lands. You try to kick a field goal, and you have to make it through the upright. I can do it, but I but my throw is pathetic compared to my two kicks. Oh, and you're a soccer player. Yeah, and I used to coach um, some high school kickers on the football team, so I figured out how to do that pretty well. I mean, they translate, obviously, between each other. Uh, Audrey, uh, my snatch is better than Brian's. I can help him with that. There are, you know, I've, I've been on this trip. I've lifted with a lot of women that are um, competitive in CrossFit uh, at various levels, including at the CrossFit Games. And m- many of them have better lifts than me, but not many of them are better at snatching than me. Really? You have a good snatch? Compared to every other lift, by, yeah. Oh, snatch and overhead squat is much, much, much better, disproportionately better than everything else. I went to Athena uh, Perez's seminar. Uh, over the weekend, uh, the Scaled oh, yeah. Nation seminar, and she demos so many movements, and I could not believe what a great mover she was. I could not believe what a great mover she was. It was kind of crazy, and she doesn't even really warm up, and she's a large-bodied human being. This was the one at and, Diablo. Yeah, it was nuts watching her move. Like it, it is, it is. It's seriously like you can't kind of can't even believe she uh, what she's doing. Look it up, was nuts. Uh, Snatches, Hayes. cleans, all that sh- shit. Jumping. She was pretty, it was pretty remarkable. Uh, who? Cheryl Hayworth. H-A-W-O-R-T-H. Cheryl. She was a, she's also a coach at Power Monkey Camp. She had, she set the record for the clean and jerk 
in I think 2010 or 11 and still holds the American record for it. I see Cheryl uh, Schaefer, Cheryl Moran, Cheryl, Cheryl what? H A W O R T H. H A W. H A W. There's no Y. Oh, well, Hayworth Weightlifting, Cheryl Hayworth. Yeah. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, I recognize this chick. She's an American record holder for the clean and jerk coaches at Power Monkey Camp. Are you kidding me? I bet you I've asked this chick to be on my podcast. She's hilarious. You would love having her on. Wow. I remember her when she was a little kid. She was and she was coming up. She was in like in like in mainstream media. Yeah, because she's a I mean she's she's still the best <clears throat> US lifter that we've ever had for the clean and trick. Oh, she did a conversation about race, huh? Oh, good. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to listen to this. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I find I, I fancy myself as quite the expert on race. Like, um, not racing. Running. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. She got the transgender flag up on Rich's chest. That's amazing. Here are a couple Freudian free associates associations. I see some good, uh, good podcast uh, conversation possibilities. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Anyway, pinata. Oh, so she's okay with cultural appropriation. So am I. Look at they got a pinata there. Oh, dude, you're Call coming on the podcast cult. in a couple days. Yeah, with Facundo. Yeah, is that Facundo on the right there? Yeah, it is actually. <laughs> With his mouth open? He kind of looks like a monkey in that picture. We've been trying to schedule that since Madrid. Hey, my, is that my, Danny my Spiegel right there with her jacket open and her tongue out of her mouth on the left? I think so, yeah. And there's Alex Smith to her right with his... Wow, look Dave at Durante this. Dave right in the middle. Yeah, I see him. And then on the far right, there's Dave Newman. Yeah. The black guy next to him is Darnell. He coached the endurance station with uh, Chris Hinshaw. What's that guy's name? He looks so familiar. Does he work the games? Darnell? Yeah. I don't think so. Jason Layden's in the back there on the left. He was at Power Monkey. He's been to 19 of the 20 camps. Oh, my God. That guy's been around forever. And, dude, you have to see if you can Does that guy this. talk? What was that guy like? I remember that when that guy was like Rob Orlando's coach. He was kind of – He speaks and he speaks, he speaks quite well. Yeah, I think he'd be great to have on. And, dude, they had this break dancer come to the <laughs> camp with his son. Go find this on Power Monkey Fitness. You'll, you'll Rich like is it. like Jesus. He loves everyone. <clears throat> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Say, say it again. I want to see if we can go to Power Monkey's – Instagram, Power Monkey Fitness or Power Monkey Camp. I don't know which one. On one of the nights, they had a, one of the best break dancers in the, in the U.S. You know, break dancing is going to the Olympics next year. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What? Did you see it? No, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this. This is crazy. I heard on the radio. I, I got this book uh, autographed by uh, – I, I worked with uh, – 
I don't know if I should go into this. I heard on the radio today that it's Annie Leibovitz's birthday. Then a few hours later, I walked by uh, beneath my sister's coffee table, who's coincidentally with me in New York City for this photo shoot, and the subsequent keeper of the random Cheryl memorabilia. Uh, Susan Sontag was a complete fucking psychopath, fucking abusive fucking human being. Like, brutal, brutal, wild feminist. Fucking abused Annie, poor Annie Leibovitz. Yeah, these are... Outside of my area of expertise. But Leibowitz, I got this crazy book autographed by Leibowitz once. And one time I walked, I saw Annie Leibowitz in a coffee shop in Berkeley and I walked up to her and she was a fucking bitch to me. I don't know why. I just watched a documentary on her. I think if you were going to get a disc, this would be your disc, Seva. The Annie Leibowitz disc? Can you read that word? But it's just interesting that, uh, yeah, me and this girl, I should have this girl on my podcast. I agree. I, I have some, I, th I think we have some talking to do. <laughs> That disc is called Truth. Yeah, I, I can see that. That feels like my disc. Do you want to look up this break dancer? Oh man, we're down. We're, we're down the rabbit hole now. Oh my god! <laughs> I only had to mention ten people. Oh my god! The one that you want to talk to. <laughs> how 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 is USA weightlifting? Do they have like Navy SEAL month? Why would they be celebrating sex stuff? <clears throat> Do you want me to send you the link to this thing? Other thing? I guess uh, that's cool. I like sex too. Is that Christmas Abbott right here? Who's this girl on the left? No. It's not, sorry. Are they, uh, oh, well, whatever. Oh my God. You, you, so, so just so you know that. I'll let you go before I go into this fucking rant. No one in the gay community, no one in the gay community likes that flag anymore anyway. It doesn't represent anyone who's gay. They fucking hate it. They've thrown it away. They're done with it. Dude, you need you, There's going to be here, I'm sending you this, okay? Okay, yeah. Get me on to a the, different subject. Get me on a different chat. Subject. You're going to like this one too. I promise you. This guy okay. came there. You're going to like what you see, but I'm going to tell you if you talk to this guy, you would like even better what you what you hear from him he's a really really cool guy i was impressed oh how tall is he oh my goodness this guy's cool as shit yeah 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 i do like this wow wow hey and, and you know what's crazy is breakdancers usually have like kind of like really good breakdancers have kind of weird bodies this guy has like a normal body this is this was so sick you saw this guy yeah i'm right there in the background Oh, I think I saw Pamela Gagnon. You could back literally there. see me. She wasn't there, but you could literally see me clapping in the background. Stay at the beginning of the clip. Watch this. This first, I think it's the next clip. This. Oh, backflip into forward roll. That's not. He create. He created that move on accident. Like saving out. a crash. Like yeah. saving a crash. Yeah, and he has a he has a name for it, and he talks about like of what that's called, crash to create or something like that. He's got. I mean, that's his he's son. Five, he's got five kids. It's his only son. His son's ranked eighth in the nation for his age. This guy's one of, he will, he's one of three people who has a chance to take two spots for the U.S. to the Olympics next year. And it's either going to be him or his partner that makes it. His, his, his uh, dancing part, like his, his best friend, basically. One of them's going to go, one of them's not, is what it sounds like. What a beautiful smile he has. Get this guy on the podcast, dude. Yeah. He's got huge dreams and ambitions for, um, for breakdancing, for the kids, for creating opportunities for, I mean, you know, 
came from a rough bet for what's his name what's his name <clears throat> i don't know his last name i think it's um miguel miguel something son of a bitch should i just take a stat oh uh oh yeah uh, i'm gonna type in uh, miguel uh b-boy dancer miguel b-boy Nope, that's the wrong guy. Hmm. Oh, yeah, B-Boy Gravity from Cardboard uh, to Team USA. Oh, this is cool. Oh, yeah, Miguel Gravity. Miguel, okay, I'm going to send him a DM right now. Thank you. You're a good dude. All right, here we go. Oh my goodness, my DMs are scary. Do you do DMs? Yeah. But that's not like yours. Uh Miguel, um hi. Oh, uh, I I'd love to have you on my podcast. I gotta have Dave Durante on it too. You know Boz was there that week and his wife. Yeah, that's cool. At Power Monkey and it was amazing, dude. They just blended in. If you didn't know, you would never have known that who, who he was. Same with Fisagafi. So cool. She took the whole camp as if she was a camper. And if you didn't know that she was at the CrossFit Games this year, you would never have known. She's awesome. How does she look? she going to the games next year? She looked phenomenal. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad we could we could do it. What a what a what a cast of uh uh of uh, oh look, thank you, Patrick. Mich- M- uh, Miguel Rosario. Patrick and I li- do a show tomorrow too. I um uh, talk about all the things that you didn't want to talk about. Oh, okay. You are doing a show tomorrow. Yep. Is it scheduled, Patrick? Is it scheduled? <laughs> I'm going to your YouTube page right now. Be friendly fitness. Probably the algorithm uh, lives. Is are you going live? Yep. From Fort Wayne Airport. Patrick, schedule that shit up, yo. I don't see it. Son of a bitch, Brian. Don't play me. Buck stops with you, buddy. Let me see. Where's Patrick? Is he in here? Patrick, schedule it. (laughs) Oh, hey, where's uh, Miguel? Uh, Chad's asleep. Oh, is Chad the guy who's still scheduling? Give me your login. I'll schedule it right now. Go ahead. Ready? <laughs> okay. My my email is Brian. No, no, no. Don't com. give me. Don't give me your like. Uh, Franco Morris, Brian, we miss you. Come on regularly. My password is Seven is God, but all of the vowels are are actually numbers. Good, smart. <laughs> uh, Seven, if you can throw a frisbee as good as you say, why not play disc golf? Because I don't have time for. When this I shit. come visit you, we are playing disc golf. Yeah, we will. A totally different, by the way, totally different, uh, not even related, really. Not even like, barely transferable, to tell you the truth. Barely transferable. Those discs are so unique and individualized, and it's almost, uh, but I'll show you. Yeah, I'll show you. And we'll play, we can play regular Frisbee, too. All right. Uh, Thank you, everyone. Uh, See you guys tomorrow morning. Uh, Sutcliffe. In the morning and um, 
David Hippensteel in the evening. David Driscoll, Dave Driscoll in the evening. <laughs> it's all Dave's. Bye. <laughs>